Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Empire. The revenue streams are becoming endless. You know, crypto in and of itself has disrupted the sports marketplace. Uh, the crypto category became last year the number two category of sports sponsorship, spending billions of dollars. Uh, that's Matt Kaufman, Vice President of Consulting at the Montag Group, where modern marketing is finding various viable outlets. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. We like to have these state of the industry talks every so often to get the perspective of those who are right in the middle of brokering major alliances. Matt Kaufman has been in big time sports marketing for a long time. So we emptied the bucket on what is currently presenting major opportunity and what's to come down the road. Our guest this week is Matt Kaufman. He's the Vice President of Consulting at the Montag Group, which is an industry leader in talent representation, media communications, content creation, and for the purpose of this discussion, strategic consulting in a very new world of professional and collegiate sports. Hi, Matt. How are you? Thanks for joining us. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, I don't even know where to start. I think we could just kind of go through the laundry list of things that are happening in our world. Um but since college football is kicking off and the NCAA and the conferences are going through major, major changes right now, just broadly, before we kind of get into all the nitty gritty of it, what do you and a company like the Montag Group think about when you see all these changes with conferences? We see opportunity um, and we think that it's, it's an incredibly shifting landscape. Um, and for schools and conferences and broadcasters and content distributors, uh, the players themselves, um, there's never been a more dynamic time in the collegiate sports landscape. But we see it as a time of opportunity. Um, and we're working directly with conferences. We advise the Big Ten. Uh, Kevin Warren um, is a client of ours who's been, you know, right in the Right in the middle of all this cataclysmic change, um, we also advise schools directly, and um, we see it as just a, a, a time where uh, entities, properties, and athletes um, can make significant change and seize the opportunity. Um, when you hear the term, there will be haves and they're in mega conferences and there's going to be some have nots and there'll be some brands that people know they're going to be on the outside of this stuff looking in a little bit. Um, how do you kind of think through that as we peer into collegiate sports in the next three, five, ten years? Um, I think we're seeing it right now. You know, you're seeing it with the shift of uh, the UCLA and USC to the Big Ten. Um, and we know that there are conferences that are, are looking to expand um, um, and, and 
acquire new uh, new members. We know that there are schools who are actively out there evaluating where they fit best. Um, there are broadcasts now evaluating, you know, what's in their best interest in terms of creating content for their platforms, both the, the, the traditional platforms as well as the streaming platforms. Um, so I, I definitely think there will be haves and have-nots. And even in the world of NIL, the, the haves in the schools that are able to offer those opportunities to athletes are going to continue to separate themselves. And those that do not, you know, will separate to the bottom. How are you advising schools, athletes, if you're going on that level, coaches, programs, on name, image, and likeness as we wait for whatever the guardrails are going to be in and around it? So I think from a, a school perspective, um, and we've dealt with a number of schools on uh, specific programs. Uh, we have an NFT partner, as an example. Um, they're in the process of launching half a dozen school programs with the likes of uh, Michigan State, uh, Illinois, uh, Syracuse, uh, University of Michigan, and others. Um, and we're, we're talking to those schools about the potential to use NIL, in this case with a specific product, to not only drive revenue for the school um, using their, their marks and their intellectual property, but also for their student athletes. And I can tell you that's absolutely resonating with the schools. Um, some are being more progressive in, in what they want to do um, and, and more aggressive. But all of them you know, are having to figure this out um, because you have to, again, seize that opportunity today. And if you don't, it goes back to that point you made earlier, there's going to be this separation. And if you're not trying to figure it out actively, you're going to get left behind in that separation. Let me ask what you're seeing now. Your group, like like many like yours, work with major brands. Just because the door is open to approach athletes and, and work with them and market with them doesn't mean that they have to or are going to. So like, what is the reality with the brands now that this opportunity is in front of them? How are they viewing it in working with collegiate athletes? Yeah, I think it, it goes back fundamentally to their strategy um, as a brand, you know, what are they trying to achieve? Does the collegiate market represent an opportunity that's aligned with their sports marketing and overall brand strategy? And if it is, um, you can't ignore NIL right now. And you at least have to evaluate can individual players or collectively group rights of players, you know, at a certain school, can they help you um, drive your business goals and your business objectives. Um, and it's available. Um, there is risk in it, of course, because it's new. And, um, you know, these players, many of them, it's the first time they're, they're doing anything on a commercial level and an endorsement level. Um, but it cannot be ignored if it aligns with your business strategy. Okay. Um, you mentioned media rights. Obviously, there's a lot of news about that. You've mentioned the Big Ten as well. They just signed a massive one with a number of different networks. Um, what's just the Montag groups and, and your group's view right now of where media rights are going? And I know that's a very broad question with not only just with collegiate sports, but with people like Amazon and Google and Apple getting actively involved in live production of sports. What's just your general reaction to what is happening in the media space? So, you know, my, my personal view and I would say our, our view collectively as a company is 
you know, we are seeing the shift and have been for a while. It's, of course, not instant, right? It's an evolution. But we're seeing that with the, the streaming partners getting more deeply involved, um, you know, the non-traditional direct-to-consumer players uh, buying rights and getting involved in sports to create content for their platforms. Um, and that content is proving exceptionally valuable to grow their subscriber base, to grow their engagement. And from a, a property standpoint, you know, we're seeing this as well. Everyone is starting to get more deeply involved with these partners or adjacent partners to the traditional linear broadcast entities. Um, we just see this continuing, you know, and, and our, our perspective is, my perspective is, um, it's something they need to continue to do. Um, every deal should contemplate it and have, you know, a new direct to consumer streaming partner in some capacity. Um, you have to be involved. You have to start, uh, catering to that, that channel. And, you know, it, it's this slow evolution and these first steps will take you a long way down the road as this continues to evolve. That said, you know, the traditional broadcast, and you saw it with the, the deal the Big Ten did, um, is alive and well and thriving. Um, and it's not going to go away anytime soon. It's going to be this, this balance over time. Yeah, I would imagine that the games still matter and the production of the games still matter. It may be reinvented how it's presented, but the games, even even with changing appetites for how long people will, younger generations will watch and tune in, the games still matter, right? Absolutely, the games still matter. But I think you bring up a really important point, you know, and it's something just as a sports fan and a sports marketer that I continue to think about and, and candidly contemplate how this will end for this next generation of sport fans because they don't often watch a full game. You know, football, um, certainly baseball, even basketball. Um, we're just seeing that more and more. That, you know, they consume it in a different way. You know, the evolution of sports, sports production, sports content delivery, you know, is evolving with them, but I just I don't know if it's evolving fast enough. We're going to get to this inflection point, you know, when these, this new generation of younger fans comes into their own, you know, we're not looking at a scenario where they're, they're truly not consuming these full game broadcasts and new platforms, new distribution, new content packages will continue yeah. to evolve and become even more important. Yeah. Presentation will be very interesting to watch here as they try to reach younger modern fans. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Let's get into some of the technology that you guys work with. And I'll start with just a few buckets. And you can be specific about startups that your group works with or just broadly if you want to talk about them. NFTs. Where do you see NFTs now that the market's been flooded with them? I'm a huge believer in, in NFTs. Um, you know, this, this world of digital collectibles, you know, which is much more, um, a much easier way for, for many people to think about it because the idea of an NFT, they don't really necessarily comprehend or the, the reality of what the blockchain is. Um, I, I definitely see it uh, here to stay. Um, I certainly see it evolving over time. You know, it's early, early days. Um, we have an NFT partner we've been working with, a company called Fantastic. Um, they're a UK-based company. Uh, they've been around for uh, many years um, doing NFTs for Arsenal, Real Madrid, uh, major European uh, football entities. We help them launch into the U.S. Um, they're launching specifically around collegiate sports. Um, you know, we help them build and, and create those relationships with uh, a dozen different teams, um, six of which will be launching uh, this fall for football. Um, but even with, with Fantastic, our, our clients, we often talk about this as the first step. Uh, and when we talk to entities, you know, they want to do NFTs, but they also realize the NFT is not the end. Um, it's just the beginning. Yeah, we're hearing a lot of people that are in this now. I agree with you. It feels like we're in the first inning of, of this that it's it's really going to be about utility that this started as novel in some ways the market shaped up almost like rare art and then suddenly there's this floodgate of them so what do you think fans will value in nfts um, as we move forward here there's there's a couple areas to contemplate here of course you've got the crypto speculators and we we saw that with NBA Top Shop, and we saw that with our client in Fantastic. You have speculators buying Arsenal and Real Madrid NFTs um, as true crypto speculators, hoping they buy an NFT and it goes up and they can sell it, you know, and make money. You know, because of the reality of, of collectibles, I, I think that will continue to some degree um, across any NFT platform that has true intellectual property and value that they can deliver to a fan. But I think on the other side, you have the fan um, and the ability for NFTs, you know, and more broadly, you know, the blockchain to create engagement opportunities for fans. Um, where you have both the, the, the digital, um, getting into web 3.0 and the metaverse um, and experiential. And that's really where I see this going. NFTs are just a piece of this. You know, from fan tokens to NFTs to the other things that are happening, this is just early stages of creating fan community. Uh, again, I think you'll have this fan community um, continuing to build and grow around the digital ecosystem. Um, and of course, you're still going to always have collectors and speculators um, to some degree. Um, you've been working with blockchain technology companies as well. Um, my point of view is... It's got massive upside, especially in sports and building community and transactions. And it might not be the most exciting part of sports, but it's going to fuel the commerce of it. Um, how do you kind of view blockchain technology in and around big time sports? I agree with you. I think you know blockchain is uh, the big disruptor, um, and we're seeing it again early days. 
you know, with NFTs and, you know, certainly crypto, you know, crypto in and of itself has disrupted the sports marketplace. Uh, the crypto category became last year the number two category in sports sponsorship, spending billions of dollars, huh. you know, a myriad of companies investing um, in sports to grow and promote their products and services. Um, so that alone, you know, the blockchain is the underpinning has disrupted uh, sports um, in a way that we haven't seen in many years. And then from a product application um, and a fan opportunity perspective, I, I see more and more applications coming out of blockchain um, that will continue to disrupt sports um, in a variety of ways, ways that we're, we're seeing the early stages of now, like NFTs, and certainly things we can't even imagine sit here today that maybe reality in 12 to 18 months. Um, are, are you seeing any slowing of the sponsorship money or the partnerships in crypto based on what happened in the marketplace a few months ago with the crypto winter, if that's what you want to call it? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you're actually seeing some of these bigger players backing out of deals, Jersey patch deals, naming rights deals. They went a little wild to be candid with you. You know, we had conversations with a number of these crypto companies with the hopes of advising them because it was a little bit of the wild, wild west. Yeah. A land grab. Um, they were spending, um, some might say like drunken sailors, you know, <laughs> without a real strategy. Um, and we're absolutely seeing a pullback. Um, you know, we're seeing them uh, cancel deals, uh, cut spending. Uh, I certainly don't think you're going to see spending and growth at the level that we saw in the past year, which was a record year and disruptive year. Let's get into fan engagement. You work with companies that are in those technologies as well. What are they thinking about with modern and older fans in the modern era? So I think it's, you know, for a lot of our companies, it's about you know, enhancing the fan experience, different ways to uh, engage fans and consumers with sports content or innovative content or inner, innovative viewer or fan uh, live experiences. And, you know, we're still finding that there's many, many great innovative sports technologies and startups in this space. We're still finding that the, the leagues, the broadcast networks, the teams as well, even though they, they don't have quite the budgets, but the teams as well are, are still craving new ways to engage and reach their fans. Um, you know, that's an area that we play in extensively is identifying these great technologies and helping accelerate them into the marketplace. How about gaming gambling? How involved is the Montag Group in consulting, uh, whether it's the gaming gambling outlets themselves or the media providers and how to integrate it? And, and where is that right now? Gambling has been another you know, massive boom for the industry. Um, with obviously, the change in regulation. Um, the, the acceleration of a number of the major gaming companies, the consolidation of these gaming companies, uh, the leagues doing deals with these gaming companies. Um, and I was on a, a call just yesterday with, you know, one of the, the senior leaders at one of the, the major broadcasters. And, you know, they just, they talked about gambling, like, it, you know, it's here and it's going to continue to grow and it's a priority for every network, every league. And, Ultimately, it's about the revenue. It comes down to the revenue. Uh, we don't work directly with any gambling companies, um, but we have 
uh, technology clients whose technologies can help accelerate uh, gambling across uh, across the fan base. Um, so you know, there's certainly the gambling companies themselves, but there are all these adjacent technologies um, and services that will help you know, accelerate betting, uh, drive fan engagement, and drive revenue for everyone involved. All right, Matt, before I let you go, am I missing anything? Is there something you guys are working on that you expected me to ask you about that I've overlooked here at this point? I think this is one of the most fascinating times in, in sports. I've been in the business for 25 plus years. You know, between what's happening with content and distribution, um, you mentioned gambling, which has disrupted our industry. Um, you talked about um, blockchain. We didn't touch too deeply on the metaverse. Yeah. Um, which I expected you to ask, um, you know, I see blockchain is, you know, related to that in a sense, but you know, that's another area that everyone is thinking about and trying to figure out, which, um, you know, holds huge potential, but it's also very undefined, of course, at this point. Right, let's stay on that just for a moment then. Um, one, to you, what is the metaverse? And two, how does big time sports interact with it currently? It, it's interesting because, I, I think there's not a clear definition in, across the board. You know, certainly when we talk to different entities, whether it's leagues or TRS networks, everyone's doing it a little differently. Um, I'll give you an example. We were talking to one of the major college uh, sports programs, uh, and they are actively trying to figure out their strategy for the metaverse. Um, and, and for us, it's really about how do you use uh, this you know, alternate experience to engage and grow your fan base and of course drive drive revenue. Um, and even at the at the college level for these major programs, they are trying to figure out, you know, a comprehensive strategy. Um it, it looks at this so they can start, you know, they can dip their toe in the water and and do some things um, to get them involved. But this is it's, it's so new um, and will evolve so significantly that it's very difficult to set a you know, one, three, five-year strategy in this space. Matt Kaufman is the Vice President of Consulting with the Montag Group. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Graham. Appreciate it. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. That will do it for this episode. As always, the future is now. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein.